It is February the 20th, 2021, and this is the future of photography. The future of photography. Hello, I'm Chris. There's Imar. There's Adrian. There's Jeremiah. Good. Hey, folks. Morning, evening, afternoon. Wherever, <laughs> whenever you're watching this, we are back with another episode on. Well, the future of photography, the past of photography, the... I don't even know where this one goes. Is it... Is, is abstract thinking the future of photography? Future. Well, it's, anyway. it's a part of photography. Oh, they're coming to get you, Jeremiah. <laughs> they, 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 they will if I keep talking about the abstraction of photography, uh, which has often gotten us all into trouble. But um, personally... Uh, I am an enormous fan of ab abstract photography. Um, I don't know where it came from, but but I always I, I suspect that as I came of age looking and experiencing art uh, in the 60s and, and 70s, that the influence of painting, like the painters like Rothko and Kandinsky, Barnett Newman, uh, as examples, there's so many who are working in color fields or abstraction. And, and as I absorbed that, I started to realize these were uh, artists primarily concerned with feeling rather than intellectual um, approach to kind of uh, pedantics, shall oh, we that, say. Which... That's interesting, because I was going to ask you to start with a definition. Because <laughs> yes. I think, I think it, last week when we were decimating stuff, I think I accidentally made some abstract images, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody was going to pay me millions of dollars for them. So, so uh, yeah, so, so do we have a definition? Is that it, Jeremiah? Uh, I, I, would, I would define it by saying the intention of abstract photography is to generate feelings rather than information or story. Mm -hmm. Feeling, not meaning. Mm -hmm. And, and okay. I think that's a place to start. Um, it's not always uh, the case where an abstraction does generate feelings, and that maybe that is the failure of the artist, or <laughs> the viewer <laughs> may not have feelings. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> or, they, or they are just the, not compatible. That could be the same the, thing. Yeah? That's right. Uh, that, that is 100% right. So... But 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 um, why should abstraction be um, relegated to the hands of sculpt sculptures, uh, sculptors, and or painters? I think is Henry Miller abstract. I, I think it's easier in painting to be abstract than in photography, isn't it? No, no. I wouldn't no. think so. No, I don't no. think so. Okay. I mean, yes, you, you can give anybody a brush, a blindfold, and a splatter. Like I mean, point, point the camera somewhere, press the button, and you will probably, yeah. likely have something that's not abstract. Uh, depends on the camera. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Try that with an 8x10. <laughs> give him a broken camera, and there we go. <laughs> yeah, a broken camera or something you do not focus. You mm, do not okay. take a... Or, conversely... Highly skilled macro photographers, of which I have some mm. examples, are capable of generating absolutely spectacular imagery very conscientiously to promote those kinds of aesthetic um, 
influences or or, or uh, results. So so I do think that if we start there with the idea that that we're going to discover how we feel about images that are say ill-defined. Now ill-defined could be anything. We we've all posted on our um, TFOP uh, Instagram different examples of what an abstract image is. Um, you know, it could just be sources of form. It could be pure light. It could be just tonal ranges. Um, or it could be, you know, in my case, I did a very impressionist image of of a um, lake and and uh, and mountain. So it's not abstract, so, is it? I can clearly recognize a lake and a mountain there. Yes, but 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 it's being pushed towards a more um, it's true, yeah, uh, a less pictorial mm. way. And so I, I use this as a very um, a specific example of impressionist like some people could argue that the impressionists were at the time abstract painters that was a big that's, argument. that's an interesting question because yeah. it yeah so it's a similar I, kind of thing though wasn't it i suppose with painting so is it is it just you know it would be natural for it to happen that you know when photography began and people um, were able to represent what was directly in front of them that's what they wanted to do but as technology moved on a little bit um, and everybody began to start uh, like experimenting with the chemicals and the different ways of using the glass and the light and that like there was a lot of play involved uh, in it seems to me anyway just sort of looking back over the crazy stuff that the likes of um, Man Ray was doing in the yes that, that, <laughs> in the by the way that's one hundred percent right. Abstract photography, whether it's salt prints or or sun prints or any, anything that uses light and a photosensitive material to create any kind of imagery, has been used from uh, pretty much the dawn of photography. Uh, Man Ray being a, a a good example in the twenties and thirties, doing some very beautiful um, work of abstract forms uh, and. He may have used that photochemically, or he may have actually taken pictures of of subjects that lent itself to abstractions. Mm. Um, uh, your your friend Chris Don Kamarachka is that how you pronounce it? Don Kamarachka. You know, being yeah, being a very very <laughs> with um, his macros, yep, mm -hmm. a, a highly skilled macro photographer. Um, sometimes, you know, the the kind of quality of his imagery is very specific, an mm. ant, a bee, a flower. But sometimes they are forms and, and light and color that are uh, based on reflections from actual objects, and yet they don't represent that object. Mm. And, and I think there's a lot of um, experiences uh, that we can play with with any camera we have, whether it's a cheap toy camera, an 8x10 camera, the most sophisticated um, DSLR. All of these cameras, um, when one focuses one's attention not to be representationally pictorial, but to actually create uh, form function that are just pure abstraction, I think that that... Um, is a, a, a route of discovery for 
um, for photographers. It's, and, a, it's an interesting place to play, isn't it? Because yes. it, it, is it is a form of image making in which perhaps process is more important than it is in some other form of image making, especially when you consider photography you know, from a scale. You, know, you could almost imagine a spectrum of extreme abstract art at one end of the spectrum and photojournalism perhaps uh, at the opposing end of the spectrum where the idea is to, to capture something in as realistic a way as possible um i think it's 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 so for me there's a there's a, a sort of yeah not an intellectual definition of abstraction but maybe something that yeah i, I that people encounter uh, outside a, a creative uh, outside a, an artistic environment so you could have an abstract of a a scientific paper mm. uh, or you could have uh, something that uh, you know an abs an abstract of you know, a, an idea in the, I guess, possibly in the, the, the philosophical sense, you know, or, you, know, you can abstract some, is, is it is it true to say you would abstract some detail from from an overall picture? I know, I, I know a lot of photography, a lot of photographic images that may be tagged in, in whatever sense of the term tagged uh, as abstract often are based upon detail mm. rather than, so, sure. so you see, you see, you see in, in good, form uh, a, a portion of a, a detailed portion of something that's bigger and it's almost you know a, a quiz a guess guess the object kind of quiz you know? <laughs> does that count as abstract or does it have it does. To, does it have to go through several steps perhaps is it does it well, have to be not recognizable does it have... no I, I i think that a uh, there's there's many ways to get there there is taking a basically a representational image of uh, of a landscape um, and then playing with the focus, playing with the shutter speed, moving the camera or taking that picture, putting it into a um, or, you know, applying um, editorial uh, techniques to take it further away from its original uh, representation um, and again, there is the ability for us to kind of look very closely at reality and, and reduce it to its most abstract. Mm. Um, I, I think what I'm getting here, one of the reasons that I like this subject as something that a photographer should explore is I think that when you spend a day exploring abstraction with whatever gear you're using, I think it brings you um, a, a closer to some of the more fundamental uh, joys of photography, which is it, it can do a lot more with less. And, and so whether it's mm -hmm. color, form, light, technique, um, they or science, all of these things can teach us something about whatever photography we are interested in, but do it in a new, uh, exciting way because there are no mistakes. It is <laughs> yeah. know, traditionally all one it's, mistake. It's, so it is, yeah, that that's interesting, isn't it? Because photography, you know, uh, if, if I think about my own personal process for. for for photography which is, is not particularly radical you know there's there's a capture element um which often is is pretty 
pretty true to life, right? Uh, uh, you know, in this, I mean, you know, it may play with settings on the camera, but what you get is is it looks pretty much recognisable as to what you pointed the camera at in the first place when you click the shutter. Mm. Then there is. Then there is 30 years of development in software for non-destructive editing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, so I'm not abstracting anything, am I? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking anything. What I'm doing is, is, is I'm, I'm playing because if I, and if I don't like it, I can, I can start again. I'm not, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, the, the work with photographs once captured in, in the modern world is definitely a two-way street, isn't it, right? You can go backwards and forwards with any mm. kinds of adjustments that you make. Uh, so for me, it's, it, it, it almost feels like cheating, um, uh, and, unless, I suppose, unless I, I deliberately set out to make an abstract kind of image through, you know, uh, and, and take that through, uh, you know, through um, th- I guess through through the whole process of making an image to make that you know starting off from an abstract place. I don't I don't know. It's, Would it not it's be difficult. fair to say that when you took the overall image, say if you if you're going to crop it, that um, when you took that overall image, your intention was to capture the whole thing. But later, when you came back and you were reviewing it, you noticed a specific detail that sent your brain off and ooh, I need to do something with this. Then that's not cheating at all, I don't think. No, well, I see, <laughs> that's an interesting thing in its own right, isn't it? Because you know we've talked often about you know various different capture technologies and how they're evolving very quickly over time, and how actually you know you know to take uh, to take a, a, an image of a, of a with a lot of coverage, but specifically thinking that the crop is what you're after. Um, that you know that that is often the way that you know we have to work, perhaps with you know. Um, phone cameras at least until very recently where it was difficult to get any change in focal length mm. so it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting topic for me mm. i think in some ways in some ways making abstract photographs today is is easier than ever and i think in other ways it may be even harder than ever if that makes sense i mean I don't know. Mm. For, for me for me getting something uh abstract it it's easiest if i leave a lot of a lot of that to of the capture to chance, mm. to to mm-hmm. some uh, to introduce some random element. And I just rem- I just remember we were in uh, 2015, I think. I was in uh, Moscow with a group, and we were walking along a road at late night, and we ended up that there were like all these street lights, and they had interesting colors, and um, we ended up being a bit bored we were a bit bored and then um one of us deci- decided to suggest camera tossing <laughs> now right. okay. now the, the proper camera tossing means you throw your camera in the air set yeah. it on a like set it on a 10 second timer and at second eight you toss it in the air and then it takes its shot while it's tumbling <laughs> through the air and then you catch it again which is a bit scary so we didn't do that <laughs> but what we did is we did a we did a low <clears throat> a low impact version of that um, so you would do the same thing, set a camera on a timer, like a two-second timer, and hold it at the strap with one hand and then toss it just a little uh, bit up with the other hand so that the strap wouldn't catch, so that it would be in free fall for a second or two. Mm. And then you'd catch it. And we did this above a, above a, some, some, some grass so it wouldn't damage the camera if it dropped. And we ended up with these kind of pictures. Oh, and cool. yeah. it was mind blowing what came out, especially when you, if you managed to not jerk the camera, so it would have very organic lines, very 
uninterrupted mm -hmm. lines. Um, free fall. That's this is free fall in Moscow, and this element of randomness. I mean, that was one of the most memorable, most fun evenings with photography and everyone in the group even those who were kind of really pr precious with their cameras ended up doing it and everyone got some really amazing things out of it so the was, there alcohol in, was there alcohol involved nope nope later. No Russian they, vodka. alcohol was later um but yeah it, it it was it was really just it was for for, for many in the group it was an, an eye-opening experience because They were always glued to the to the reality of photo, and then that that abstract and random element um, took a lot of them out of the comfort zone. But it ended up freeing them, and it ended up uh, making them enjoy this really. It's so funny. From, from, go ahead. I think that's a good example of what I mean by sometimes it being harder than ever to make abstract photography because you have when, to let go, right? When you, when you, you, and sometimes physically you, you have to let yes. you know, literally if you're you're throwing your you're throwing your five thousand dollar camera uh, around you know, yeah uh, and I know not that. everybody has five thousand dollar cameras <laughs> but yeah you know, mm. what, whatever the actual monetary value your a camera is often something that you've put a significant amount of money for you mm. you know uh, into into the purchase of a camera and and a lot of thought and and, and research and emotional in the choice as well mm. so just to, to to literally throw that is is quite astonishing i remember i mean i've talked a lot on uh, on this podcast and elsewhere about my little olympus tough camera and and that, that no matter how many times i pick that camera up and throw it into a swimming pool or throw it into the sea <laughs> it's the subject especially the sea especially when it's way deep and you know that if it sinks you're never going to get it back the psychology of throwing a camera into the sea is really interesting <laughs> 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 really interesting um well, it, i'm gonna give you a, a sort of a slightly different approach i mean my, my you know my own work kind of if, if i had to kind of identify a overarching theme in it is is very much about taking um uh digital uh constructs and making them appear very realistic uh and Conversely, taking uh, realistic, i.e., photographed, um, you know, places or people, and and making them feel not that real, and so abstracting them to certain degrees. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes those abstractions feel real, but they are not really a simulacrum, a representation of the reality. And so using that tension between what we uh, perceive as real truthful and not, that little gray area is, is an area that I continually am attracted to exploring as an artist, as a photographer, and as a filmmaker too. Um, so, you know, I take a lot of, of joy from people like, uh, I don't know, Well, James Fox, I used him as an example here. We can bring him up. Um, he's a macro photographer. Uh, he's photographing real things. Uh, but I think like Don Kamarachka is, is absolutely dazzling in his technique. Um, these are... These are 
I think, stunning, breathtaking imagery, mm. um, abstract, but and his color work is uh, equally fabulous. Is, is this James Fox the actor? No, no, I don't, different James. No, Fox, no, no it's a young. Yeah, yeah, and his, his color work is is astonishing too. And so the, these are examples of of real world and not real world. Um, I think early on, I I had. Um, so I, does he take the real yeah. image and then colorize them or work on them digitally afterward? I I, I couldn't get I, a sense of how he made them at all. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, honestly, he doesn't yeah. really have. A, he he does a lot of crypto art, so I I assume that that he is very well versed in you know layered editing okay. I, I um, also think a lot of this is in the in the building the set and the the technique there possibly yeah mm. um, it's it, it's so going back going back to your your original definition jeremiah i'm looking at these and these are amazing images um uh, i can't tell what they are so um but are they are they making me feel something um, going back to your original definition. Well, m- um, for me, they 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 provoke a sense of wonder. Yeah, they really do. They look like um, um, cellular, you know, photography, like inside the body or um, inside a cell. You, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. They're organic. They feel mm. organic, and in being organic, they feel connected to us as humans, uh, and so. Um, or something I, I just from the feel, or, or landscape, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. But they feel of the earth. Yeah, we, we connect with them on a deep lizard brain way. Yeah, that, that's what <laughs> what I like yeah, yeah. about them. Um, you know, uh, Francis Seward, another example I use, uh, who does work that is, you know, v- very different. Um, she's working in a kind of landscape abstraction um, that I, I, I feel is also very provocative and very sensual, uh, um, very controlled in terms mm. of the color. Um, and and yet, you know, I look at some of these things and, and there is a, a, a kind of breathtaking response to a landscape that feels mm. like I'm looking at a real astonishing landscape. Mm. That's taking my breath away. So, so this I get. So right. So mm. that last one, as as interesting as those images were, um, I that's don't gorgeous. get it. Right. And mm. this is this is. I think what you you, you were asking Jeremiah earlier is, is it a failure of the artist or a failure of the viewer? And it's absolutely <laughs> it's absolutely a failure of the viewer, right? Because I you know, I, and I know this from trying over the years that there's very little. You know, abstract art that I actually understand or actually get. These are very interesting, Francis Seward, because these are so like paintings, I can, aren't they? I can see, yeah. I can, I can see a link from these mm-hmm. finished images back to a, an original real world thing, mm-hmm. which for me is abstraction in that it's, it, and it does meet your definition, mm-hmm. Jeremiah. I think in that mm-hmm. it, I can feel the landscape, mm-hmm. um, and it's brought, uh, and she's chosen to focus on perhaps particular aspects of all the about the horizon image. line maybe it's she? the color or maybe you know, you know that maybe it's storminess or maybe it's mm. a glorious sunset or maybe you know and, and that there are feelings you know it's it, for me she's it's abstracted uh, the the essence of an image 
mm-hmm. uh, maybe a very narrow sliver of the essence of an image. Sure. But for me, that 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 makes it successful, at least in the technical sense. Try on Andrew S. Gray. But, um, oh, these are gorgeous. I think you'll like these yeah. as well because like they Turner's. do draw. Yeah. They? No, I never liked Turner much. Oh my God, these <laughs> these are gorgeous. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, Turner will never find himself in the National <laughs> Portrait Gallery. That's how much a loser he is. <laughs> too much, too much fog. Um, but look, look at these are. I think these are absolutely beautiful. And again, they, they draw from reality, mountains, mm. weather, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but they're provocative. They're abstract, and I find these, you know, um, you know, in his little piece here inspired by the paintings of old English masters with a mix of camera <laughs> techniques and post-processing I have developed these painterly impressions and I, and I have to say which, and I have to say for those who are just listening to this and who are kind of probably a bit disappointed right now <laughs> it is abstract photography it's really impossible to describe any of it other than yeah. it's, it's bright <laughs> in the middle and darker yeah. on the outside <laughs> we do no, invite uh, all our audio out. But the, the links, to, the links in the show notes, the will take you to their galleries, and mm. I hope you are already following along if you're uh, listening to the audio version of this. But yeah, it's yeah, def- de- definitely, stuff. definitely an opportunity to watch on the YouTube mm-hmm. this week. It is, <laughs> you're right, Chris. It is extraordinarily difficult to try and describe abstract imagery. Yeah, uh, there's no no frame of reference, is there? There's no common frame of reference in words that you can use, which I guess is part of for me is what part of what makes it makes it abstract if you could say you know uh, uh there's an abstract picture here it's of a clown riding an elephant right that's that's not abstract then is it it's a picture <laughs> of a clown riding an elephant <laughs> sorry i just watched the latest episodes of wandavision last night i've got a surface oh. on my brain <laughs> so what about what about things that look real but maybe the story is abstracted so what about something like uh, I don't know something like David Lynch, mm. right? For t- TV and film director David Lynch. Do, do, do those count as abstract, or are they merely yeah something like more Twin surreal? Peaks? Is that than, surreal? Mm, no, than, that's more surrealistic. Okay. As my my business partner was the one of the lead writers on Twin Peaks, so I <laughs> do know something about it. Um, these are they're more surrealistic. They're not abstract. I, I think, think um, the abstract, I, I often find that it, it's a detail. If I find myself doing something or, or capturing something that's abstract, it's because it's a detail. Uh, that's just something that catches your eye. Like, um, I don't know, um, the way the water is rolling down something or um, the color of something after it got wet or a texture of a fabric or sure. something like that. And that's an easy way in, I suppose, but you're, it's kind of unconscious uh, more than, and uh, uh, well, the other way I find it easy to find a, a kind of some kind of abstraction abstraction or when I look for it is in architecture. Uh, it's well, it's yes. easy to find. Yeah. Um, uh, sure. Forms and light. Mm, uh, mm. I, I think that's true. I, I think that, you know, if, if, if we could do one thing in this particular uh, podcast is encourage people to kind of set out um, with their camera or their, um, the, their editing software 
and say, you know, today I'm going to explore form or today I'm going to explore color or, or, or I'm going to um, explore the relationship of texture to each other and, and just dive into that and see what you see, whether it's a walk, whether it's around your home or with friends, um, whatever that is, once you've kind of taken a small body of work and really worked it and, and achieved an exploration of that, I think that that will have benefits to whatever kind of photography you're doing in that it will give you an, an added dimension of perception. And I, th I think uh, basically uh, what we as photographers want to do is bring people back to being able to see and experience uh, the world through a different eye, a different that's uh, understanding. That's an interesting challenge there. I've got a question for you, a technical question for you in a minute, Jeremiah. But first, I'm really interested in what Ema thinks about that because you mentioned textures. And Ema, you work with texture a lot in your imagery. Mm, you know, what, what, is, is any of this resonating with you for your own work? And, and you know, Absolutely, are, are you abstracting? yeah. I, I, I do enjoy it. I don't always do it. Um, I don't know what stops me, actually, because sometimes I feel like uh, some some of of the images that I put out that I I could push them further, but they they'd be so far away from what I'm doing already that it it looks too too far away and it doesn't sit with the rest, you know. So <laughs> that's a stupid. So you need reason, a second but, persona. You need a second. Uh, yeah, identity like I, yeah, I nearly or do another another folio. Yeah, yeah, like I think that's it, and the, like it's so random. Like I don't I I don't have a style as such. Like I, I find myself, but it, it's it's all down to play for me and just l like literally experimenting with things and um, just, you know, trying something. And if it doesn't work, doesn't work. Try something else. Throw things into um, 10 different apps and just <laughs> treat it in different ways and see what comes out the other end. And it, it's it's never too contrived, you know. Um, doesn't have to be, but no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't I mean, have to, and that's uh, do you know. I, I I'm totally unapologetic about that. Like I, that's that's the way it is. That's what I enjoy to do. So, um, but yeah, I think it feeds into so many other kinds. Of, this week, I bought myself. Um, <laughs> this has nothing to do with photography. It's, uh, a loom, uh, table oh, loom. Wow. Yeah, this is just something I've always wanted to do, and uh, I'm just going to start a course on weaving now. So, like that feeds into my whole texture buzz, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it's always there, and it's, I can kind of, I can almost see already now, um, the possibilities for that because, like, okay, we've yarn, we've thread, but, um, like I've experimented in the past with chopping up photographs and weaving them. So, um, yeah, you know, nice. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but by the way, um, there is a company in Belgium that I've been corresponding with. I haven't for about since the pandemic, but um, of taking uh, a one of my digital images and processing it through their uh, computerized jacquard and doing a, a, a tapestry. Oh wow! Um, so again, in the exploration of yeah. old techniques and 
knew mm. uh, that's something, but it was so it's expensive. It's actually something that oh, yes. <laughs> couldn't have <laughs> afforded. It something you that, know, because you want to do a proper, yeah. big, highly oh, woven Yeah, well, I got to you got to start small now. So, um, oh my small God, first, well, they don't but do small. I did. It crossed my mind today, actually, that maybe the first project could be an image translated into, you know, pick one of my favorites and translate it into, into a weaving. Like, so it's all pixels. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I, I like there was an experiment that I did uh, several years ago. I, I, I have the, the images, but for, for about six months, I decided to take um, all my photographs uh, matching what I see without my glasses on. <laughs> so trying to match the focus without my corrective lenses. Okay. And I did. It, it, it took a lot. Um, and did, you know, maybe about 100 images that um, I titled effectively by my prescription number. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> right. yeah, I have a friend who did something similar a few years back, Graham from Sunny 16. He, he, he ended up with a whole new Instagram uh, account called he called it myopic me oh, and he deliberately yeah, yeah. set out yeah, with, a, with a with yeah. a pretty broken film camera mm. uh, that that you know and lens that wouldn't focus properly um to take photos that were reflected the world as he saw it without his glasses yeah his <laughs> reality yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. um and it was, it was very beautiful you know you, you get the I, I remember we were in fiji and and taking these completely impressionistic, defocused um, images uh, of this kind of absolutely stunning landscape, seascapes, mm. um, really were very provocative and in so many ways more effective in terms of the emotive value than a snapshot mm. where everything was in focus. Mm. So, yeah. um you know, there's there's another approach of just looking at the world in a different way, and I think that's the best uh, value yeah. of photography focus, at large. Focus is overrated anyway. So <laughs> with that, okay. I think we can. Oops, I'm I'm disassembling my microphone here. That's not a good idea. You're right there. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just struggling with cables here because I moved stuff around. Um, with that, I think we can. Go to the picks of the week, and uh, sure. I would like to start with Imar, but I cannot well, open the know, website that you well, sent. Well, that's me. okay because I want to change. I want to change my pick now. That was just a bit of fun, and it was a little test to see um, what kind of thinker that you are, um, because we were talking about abstract thinking. Um, but we didn't talk about Win Bullock, who I, I kind of love what he was doing. Are you spell yeah. the name Win? Um, Win W Y N N. I think I have. There's a link. I put it in. Yeah, I put it in there. There's a lovely YouTube video. Where of of it's the link is underneath. Um, the link to his work in the workflowy. I'm just trying to. I have it. Like you could see Win Bullock. Ah, here we go. Okay, found him. Found him. And the color color light abstractions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I kind of, I just liked his work in general and everything I did, he did. I think even the stuff that is figurative has a little bit of, I don't know, he had a kind of an abstract eye or an abstract way of looking at things. And Chris, if you go down to under Win Bullock on the uh, recording notes, you'll see color light abstractions. Yeah. Uh... His whole, um, his whole thing was not just to ah, reproduce the go. objects, but he wanted to make um, what was invisible to the eye visible. So if yeah. you kind of look at it in that. Yeah. 
and there's a little bit yeah the video is beautiful of these but um i was reading that uh apparently he was so unhappy with how they came out as prints or that he he was never happy with the papers that were available or the processes that were available to him and he ended up keeping many of them um as transparencies and he projected them when he showed them there's so isn't a, that interesting a, there's power in the projection for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so he, thank you Let's see, Jeremiah, you have brought us <laughs> something uh, wild, I'd say. I call it something, wild. Luna something lunatic that relates to the... This is a very interesting artist, uh, Benjamin Bardu. Um, his work is uh, it's technically dazzling. Um, I'm, I, I may understand about... 10% of how he's achieving this. Um, it, look, it looks he, like a hyperlapse point cloud. It's a point it, cloud it, kind it, of thing. It yes. is. It, it is. But then he's using a um, lot of uh, 3D um, applications and software hmm. and is building some very, very interesting things. View on you, blockchain. Yeah, like uh-huh. That is I think that's how he sells his work or can sell his yeah, work. Possible. Yeah. Let's have a quick look at it. One one more because it is really interesting. It takes a while to load. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot yeah. of data being loaded, but then oh yeah, there's yeah. a interesting mm -hmm. 3D rendition. Looks a bit like these these uh, like these LiDAR pictures, right? Mm. They do. Yeah. Has a it bit does, of that. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely depth mapping here. Very so, interesting. Um, for for those audio aficionados, this is well worth exploring as as a a kind of um, another way into abstract work. Right. Um, just a whole other version. And then we have. Um, let me switch over to Adrian's abstract photo. Which one is that? The first one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's the, the gray the, one. Mm. It's the one that looks like a gradient. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is so this is my pick. Um, uh, just something I've been playing with, um, uh, and, and I think I may have mentioned it before on the podcast, but but maybe not. But um, I I like sometimes to uh, d show display my my images on my Kindle. So I have just your basic several years old. It's probably not even a recent model anymore. But um, I have a several years old Kindle Paperwhite, I think, which has a a, a fairly small black and white e-ink screen. Um, and I find often just the the, the low fidelity of, of that. And I have no idea how many greys it can show. Maybe 256. I don't know. Um, uh, the, the, sometimes you can get some nice, interesting things. So this actually you're showing now, Chris, is is actually just me taking a snapshot of something I'm I'm displaying on my Kindle. So the effect doesn't really come across. But I think that for me, part of the process, the reason for this, part of the process of abstracting things, is to take away. And I think if you're t if you're displaying something on a uh, in a format like a Kindle, you are taking away a lot of the information, and and that is one way that I have explored to try and abstract an image. 
so you know uh, there's not a lot of detail in this it was it was actually a fairly close-up shot that was playing with color and pattern anyway in the first place um I like uh, it. If, 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 if you're interested, the left-hand side of the shot is a wall and the right-hand side of the shot is a door frame. But that <laughs> probably wouldn't come out from looking mm, at it mm, right mm, now. Mm, <laughs> no, that's why it's called an abstract photo. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So, so that that that's I I think just to if, to encourage people that part some ways display and then recapture can be part of the abstract mm. process as well. Okay, and last but not least, I am also not going abstract, even though it could probably be abstract, and it's a a video by a channel called Cinema Cartography, which. If you are into movies, into cinema, they have episodes on. Um, a specific topic in this case it's an, on animation and it goes into 25, 30, 40 different um, groundbreaking animations, animation movies, um, mm -hmm. techniques all sorts of things okay. uh, look, looking at history, looking at where things come from, where they're going and um, it's, a, it's an exploration, it's like a half an hour of exploration on animation and this one was so wow. captivating Looks Looks their channel, really... their channel. If you are into movies at all, their channel is uh, amazing, just mm. amazing. Cinema cartography, and this one is the cool. titled "The Animation That Changed Cinema," and it. Yeah. <laughs> After good. that, can you I know... jump in with a second pick of the week, Chris? Because we didn't get to talk about it before we before we went to picks. Of course you can. So this is to this is to help people who, like me, are educationally and artistically challenged. Um, it is uh, a little blog post just for fun uh, that helps you define whether or not the abstract art you're looking at is actually any good or not. <laughs> Because, <laughs> to be good. honest, I can't tell most of the time. <laughs> can I can I throw can I throw something in? Because did, we've did, often did you link that blog? AI. Is that somewhere? Yeah, it's, it's, in, it's in the it's in the recording notes. Um, it it's uh, it'll and we'll make sure it's in the show notes. Um, <laughs> ah, I see. It's, I see. it's just a bit. It's Found just it. a bit of fun. Um, mm. uh, but it's it, it also <laughs> can, can. It was also genuinely interesting to me. You know, it's only one point of view. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but it just gives you a few <laughs> things to look like a look for. Like, <laughs> is there intent? Is there consistency? Okay, you know. Uh, Uh, It's funny that you, you say this. I was listening to a podcast the other day about machine learning and teaching computers how to compose music. Mm -hmm. There, there's evidently something called Songweaver, song, mm -hmm. I, I forget what it's called. I know it. But they, they, pro, they programmed it with photos and lyrics and thousands of hours of music, blah, blah, blah. And they were playing some of the worst versions of Christmas songs <laughs> that had been composed by this. And um, w one of the big issues was with machine learning, how can you teach a computer whether it's good or bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whether their example works or not? Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard, especially... Um, well, or, or if, if you look into machine learning and the, the abstractions of machine learning, then um, it's often just a imitation. It's often just mimicking what's already yeah. there and uh, playing on that. So, yeah, everyone, go out, do a abstract photography, play with the tools that you have, uh, maybe toss them in the air, 
try to catch him though <laughs> and uh, don't don't blame we'll us we'll tell you if it's any good <laughs> yeah. we'll apply the rules in the blog post to define whether it's any good or not disclaimer we're not paying for any broken cameras <laughs> no no it's, it's not our fault definitely not our fault so yeah I guess um, let's wrap this up thanks everyone and uh, we'll be back soon you can find us online and well, wherever you find your other podcasts bye bye You've been listening to The Future of Photography. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.